Thank you. Currently, right now, I'm watching Clemson versus Wake Forest. Um, Clemson, fifteen to nine. I'm gonna try my best to do my best, like uh, college announcer. Uh, except I just don't know any of these guys' names. Uh, White eleven uh, taking it up the front court. He's driving, driving on number one. Clemson does a step back, back up top to number four, four with three. Bank shot doesn't go in. Zero for Clemson. Starts taking it up again. This is a fifteen to nine Clemson game. Four fouls on each side. Um, nine and a half minutes to go. Four on Clemson takes the three. Uh, rattles off the back of the rim. Number four for uh, Wake Forest takes it up the court. Number 11 and number 35 in Wake Forest. Wake Forest, he's looking for someone. Some screens being set here. Number 11, Wake Forest gets the screen. He's at the top of the key. Drives into the paint. Easy alley-oop for number 11, Wake Forest. Go Deacon. So, yeah. They almost turned around and the, the camera showed me his last name. We have a very chonk number four for Clemson taking to the paint. Passes it back, gets it back himself. A white skinny number 12, almost thought of taking a, taking a three. Back up to number four for Clemson. Off to the corner, right side, 12, Clemson. Rims out, number 35. A man I can only describe as uh, Sean White with blonde hair playing basketball. Drips it into the paint for number 33. Hits the very bottom of the backboard. Wake Forest out, number zero now for Clemson. Clemson has some chonk. Uh, guards on their team right now. They're very thick boys. Again, skinny white Clemson player with the ball. Back up to number zero. Zero. Drives. Cuts across the screen. Goes for a layup and looks... That's a, that's a travel. That's got to be an up and down. He went up for a layup and then just didn't want to take the layup anymore and tried to pass it out to you know the corner three. No one was at the corner three. And then he grabbed it himself, almost seeing like, hey, that's a double dribble. So you picked up your basket, and then there's nothing else there. All right. Welcome back, Doc. I was just interviewing the cloud. Um, were you hearing? You obviously were hearing everything I said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounded um, good, didn't it? It felt like it sounded It was good. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, The cloud said that it's a little wet. Oh, uh, yeah. I. Uh, it's been – it's actually it's been what? really boring. What was that? I'll tell you what I did uh, today. So I was. Um, the you have only... to get groceries later. Okay, he, he said missed, he has to go, Mister Nimbus. <clears throat> um, I was teaching my uh, my kids today, as I do on a you know a school day, and uh, I was children. Like, yeah, we have to. I like. I'm basically lazy, um, and I just like be like, hey, someone answer this question from like the homework. And uh, I just wait until someone, usually the same kid every single time, like answers. Um, and uh, this time I was like, you know what? I'm going to put some work in. I'm, I went online and found one of those like wheels that has, all, I put all the kids' names in it, it spins it. And um, I was like, for fun, in the wheel, I'm going to put Rosie. My dog. <laughs> and I, I didn't say anything until like the second class of the day. And then some kid went, Mr. Fritz, is your dog in the wheel? <laughs> and I go, yeah. I'm like, yeah, she is. I was like, I hope no one noticed. They're like, that's a little goof I did. And then uh, they were like, if it lands on Rosie, she has to answer the question. I go, exactly. That's what I thought, too. That's why I put it in there. Um, first, second class, she didn't get land. Uh, no one landed on her. 
third class, it lands on her three times. <laughs> so the first time I had to, she was upstairs with Sarah in Sarah's office and I had to run up and grab her. She was dead asleep, like, like flat Stanley on the ground. Yeah. And I picked her up, bring her down. All my kids are giggling. I can hear him downstairs on the computer. And then I like, I'm, I have her on her lap and I'm like, all right, Rosie. And I was like, you got to answer the question. Number one, number one was, uh, uh, what is one major difference between these two economic systems between capitalism and communism? <laughs> and she was, I was like, Oh, what? What was that? It's like, Oh, well, Rosie class. Rosie says the difference between capitalism and communism, you know, blah, 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 blah. Free market system compared to a, a limited totalitarian. Uh, but it was funny. Speak, speaking of interviewing someone that can't talk clouds, my dog. Yeah, that was, that was the most fun. I, that was the most fun I had all day, honestly, going up and getting <laughs> getting rosy. And the kids were like, oh, and then the very next class, the kids were like, fuck you, Mr. Fritz. <laughs> I woke up early uh, because apparently yeah, it's just I early in quotes, but I woke up at like 10 and was like, I woke up at eight this morning and just couldn't go back. Like I like kind of fell back asleep, but I like didn't. And I was like, all right, I guess I just am awake now. I don't fucking might as well get up and eat something. Mm. And so I got Dunkin' Donuts to treat myself. Lovely. I lo- I do like that on a weekend. It's like, you know what? Like, it's a nice day out. Want to go oh, drive? It's, bro, it's 72 here today. Really? It's like it's like mid-40s here, but it's enough to make the fucking ice on my driveway that I've just yeah. decided not to shovel go away. So I'm, yeah. I finally have my car where it should be and not, like, ass out into the street where it's going to get hit. Um. I have a quick little um, story I would love to tell. This happened to me yesterday. I believe. Yes, yesterday. So um, I went to school um, and uh, it was like just a training. I had kids for like the first time in, in, the, in the room. There was just only a couple of them taking a, a test, like a standardized test that they needed to be there for. And uh, finished the day I went and I needed to go to the stop and shop on, um, route one Saugus. So I go, um, and the list that my lovely Sarah sent me said, uh, like from the fishery, from the fish butcher, whatever he's called the fisher man, um, the fish murderer, the fish. Yeah. The fishmonger or whatever that works back there. Um, just like a pound of salmon. Like I, I don't want it in the packaging. I don't want it frozen. I just want like fresh salmon. Like, okay. I'm like the second guy in line. The guy gets his, his whatever. And I stand up there. Now, this is quite important to the story. I believe I was in teacher clothes, which me yesterday, teacher clothes was like button up. And then I had a, uh, a three quarter zip pullover. Or she just tried to jump up on the couch and she's not making it. Um, <laughs> Three quarter zip, actually Georgetown Golf three quarter zip, and then I had my like pea coat on. It was cold, kind of cold yesterday, and so I'm just standing there. I do really enjoy having this pea coat, and I flip the collar up, um, so it's like it kind of comes up like by my ears, and I look like you know James Dean. I'm like, Ugh. and uh, James Dean, the porn star, or the uh, sausage man, sausage man. Um, no, yeah. Um, so, uh, no, I'm thinking of, never mind. I'm thinking of Marlon Brando. So, um, that's a very different name. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just standing there and he goes, can I, first off, this is what every butcher does. I'm standing in line. The second guy in line, instead of going, can I take your order? He decides he needs to go back, back, background into like mm-hmm. the, the doors. And I'm like, I'm right here, dude. You looked at, 
goes back there, comes back out a minute later. And he goes, can I help you? He's like, yeah, just the salmon right here, just a pound. And he looks at me and he kind of looks me up and down and goes, this salmon right here? I go, yeah, pound. And he goes, okay. And he like brings out the tray. He takes like a couple different, like, uh, you know, cuts of it, puts one on and it's not enough. Takes it out. Before he grabs the second cut, he looks me up and down again. He goes, grabs that cut, puts it on there. It's exact pound. And so he goes, okay. And he starts packaging it up and he stops packaging up before he puts the sticker on he looks me up and down again and i'm like like what's up bro hello (laughs) yeah puts like the sticker on that has like the the barcode and he's about to hand it to me and he pulls it back and he goes you know i'm writing a book i used to be a limo driver and so i've written a book it's almost done it's about all the crazy stories that i had when i was a limo driver I think it's really, really good. I've had other people look at it and they say it's really good too. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he goes, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I just need a couple more maybe edits and I think it's ready to go. And I go, awesome. And he hands me the fish and he goes, I, I put a lot of time into it. And I go, I'm like, that sounds, that sounds great, man. Thank you very much for the fish. Have a good one. And he goes, yeah, you too. He goes, you think about that. And I go, yo, and I put it in my carriage and I walk away and I had to go into an aisle and stop and go, what, what was that? Con- what was that? What on earth just happened? So I mentioned what I was wearing. Cause I truly think this guy looked <clears throat> me up and down. I'm wearing basically three collars, the yeah, collared yeah. shirt, the three quarter zip, the pea coat. Which usually, I mean, my, two collars is like maybe important. Three collars is that's a man of importance right there. I got my hair like in like my like when I my put my hair back with my pomade. Maybe I truly think he thought I was like some sort of famous person that or like someone of influence that I yeah, yeah. like was would be like, no kidding. You know, I'm a book publisher and I was looking for a, a collection of limousine stories. You, you're, yeah. you're, I can't believe I found, I don't know what the fuck this guy was thinking. I am Mr. Penguin of Penguin yeah. Publishing. All right. Something happened. Big loud bang. I'll be right back. Sarah just dropped her fucking laundry bag down the fucking stairs and we have a baby gate up. So Rosie isn't like constantly going upstairs where we can't find her. Yeah. Just fucking took out the baby gate, put a hole in the wall. Anyways. So I'm, I'm Wait, truly a hole in the wall, a hole in the wall, cat in the wall. You, I mean, that's a good hiding place. So I'm like, gee, I had, yeah. So I had to pull off to the side and go, did this guy truly think like, I think he believes I was some sort of man of influence that was going to, you know, sweep him away from the stop and shop on Saugus to this lavish life of book publishing and book tours and everything. He, he really was like, put like selling it to me. You know, I, I booked a limousine. It's a, a lot of real good stories in there. I'm almost done with it. I put a lot of work into it. I'm like, all right, bud. Thank you. It was just, it was just a strange, strange occurrence. Harper Collins. Nice to meet you. Yeah. My God. I had to look that one up. I couldn't think of any. I could think of Penguin, and that was it. Um, Random House is a good one. Texas Instrument. They make they make textbooks. Nope. <laughs> uh, I think they got some. A uh, Gildan. Uh, oh, um, uh, McGraw Hill. Yep, Pearson. Pearson. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, all your favorite textbooks. 
um, made, yeah. in, made, made in here's, here's a racket that's going on. The, all of the uh, companies that make textbooks, they're all in Texas, not because it's textbooks, but just because it's Texas. They also make all of the standardized tests. It's quite a racket they got going on. So it's like, hey, you want to like have your kids be successful on like the state standardized tests by the Texas textbooks. They're not called Texas. They're just the companies in Texas. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's all out of Texas. It's so it's so. A, it's a do you guys are you guys currently in a shortage of textbooks? No, we have fucking too many. That, but they're oh. all out of they're all out of um like, what do you call it? Like we don't the curriculum changes so much too. And a lot of the people like the I believe the Department of Education is in Texas, like the national. Do you, do you think that they donated textbooks to Texans in order to burn to keep warm? Uh, to burn, yeah. I don't think those Texans are reading them. They're too dumb over there. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Not a chance are they reading. No. Um, speaking of uh, Ted Cruz, the serial killer. Speaking of Ted Cruz, the Zodiac killer, um, he traveled to Cancun. And the the, 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 the ironic, because I don't want to say sad, but the maybe ironically sad thing is that Ted Cruz had full intention of enjoying his week in Cancun mm-hmm. with his family mm-hmm. and then looked at he looked at his phone and went, fuck, I got to ah, come back. Damn it. They got me. They caught me. <laughs> they caught Did me. Did you watch any of the interview he gave afterwards? No, I, it, it was thing- just he just sounded he sounded like. The the stupid kid in class who like vaguely understands why he's in trouble but doesn't really understand yeah, what yeah, he did yeah, wrong yeah. yeah and he was just like well uh i mean like wouldn't you have done the same thing yeah. and they're like no <laughs> and he was like oh yeah. he's okay. like okay he he turns around and goes come on guy you would do the same thing as me come on come on and they're like no ted no we wouldn't have <laughs> we can't start murdering people on the side of a beach in the 70s zodiac killer we knew it was you um speaking of ted cruz going on vacation um duncan and i both went on separate unfortunate um but separate trips uh, across country but equal same but different same same but um yours is definitely a little bit more interesting than mine i'll briefly say went to florida um stayed on a beach yeah you should tell all your stories first because Mine's a doozy. Yeah. Uh, went on a beach, uh, got sunburn, drank copious amounts of tequila. Too much. If you had to put a number on how many particles of sand ended up in your orifices. Oh, not a lot. I'm, 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 I'm good with sand. I like, I'm very You're good cogn- with the orifices too. Yeah. I'm very cognizant of like where sand is on my body. I do not want it basically above the knee. If it's above the knee, I start freaking out. What about when you're laying down? I see. I lay down on a towel or on a chair, or just in total, I just don't lay down on the beach. Okay. I, I truly like. Uh, there was a day where also uh, here's another racket. The uh, uh, hotel has a guy sitting out oh, on the beach. Yeah. A chair, a lounge chair, is like twenty dollars. Bullshit. Yeah, and a towel is like ten. Um, and uh, 
So one day we get there and there's no more chairs out. And obviously like, we're not going to spend anything. So we took our hotel towels, like the nice white towels from the hotel and boom, out on the beach. And Sarah was like laying out um, and everything. But I'm like, I just sat on like, just sat with knee, like my hand on my knees, like on the beach. And I would go out in the water because I truly like, I do not like sand. Like I said, above the knee. That's my biggest gripe with the beach. And we've, yeah. we've talked about this before for sure. But the, Honestly, Gus's beach house was the first time I've like genuinely enjoyed the beach. Yeah, I'm a big beach guy. I'm a big ocean guy. I pick oceans over lakes or rivers um, every every time every day of the week. But um, I pick ocean over lake if you're just talking about the body of water. But if you're talking about everything that goes think, with it, I think it's the whole experience. I'm a I'm a lake guy because Still, just because I don't I don't like going to the beach. Like I enjoy the beach. But I don't like the whole kit and caboodle of the beach. It is a it is a, a labor. It is a mm. fucking meal. Um, I, the only thing I can tell you to to like you know fix that situation is get a boat, um, because boat. Oh yes, the boat the to beach. really smart investment. Boat to beach. I got my own boat. Did I tell you this? I told you this story, right? Yeah. yeah I yeah. got my dad's bought a second boat, and that's me and uh, this is. Um, I texted him when we were in Florida because we took a little trip um on a boat like hey can i borrow the boat this weekend no uh uh we don't even have a boat yet it's just it's coming i was like we need to name the boat and he said that's stupid it's a dinghy and i go (laughs) and i said you're stupid when's the next time you're gonna have a boat that you can name so i gotta start workshopping boat names um this is a my brain just like circled back around but go for it bub my dad, I was talking to my dad earlier and um, he was, we were talking about, he's been watching comedians and cars getting coffee. Beautiful. And he was saying that he has a friend who grew up in the same town as the Seinfelds. Yeah. It's uh, like uh, uh, New York and it's like on the Island. It's like, uh, I always want to say Poughkeepsie, but that's not it. It's on, no. it's on the Island. We do know someone from Poughkeepsie though. We do know. Shout we know very Poughkeepsie. well. You know very well. Shouts out Poughkeepsie. Um, Massapequa. Okay. Yeah. Sounds right. Massapequa, New York. So, I, know. I guess when back in the day, Larry Sein or Jerry Seinfeld's dad had a sign painting business. That yeah. was his whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so my dad's like buddy was like in high school, and he started his own sign painting business, and started like undercutting. Mr. Seinfeld, the Seinfelds. Yeah. And so Jerry Seinfeld's dad had to go to this guy's dad and be like, Hey, can you tell your son to, I'm trying to support a family. I'm trying can to make you tell your here. son. And the guy had to, he stopped his sign painting business. <laughs> so that the Seinfelds could have a living. What a <laughs> story. Like support a family to put, to put Jerry through a year of Queens college and then be, have yeah. this fucking, he's got some good stories on, um, when he was like a he was like set he like moved out of his house at 17 and just started living in like a 10 by 10 apartment in new york and just every single day all times of the day just doing stand-up that's didn't, what didn't do anything else i mean that's such an unattainable dream now but like yeah that would be so awesome um yes so uh anyway um the only other big things about my trip were I got to see a bunch of famous people's houses because I went on that little boat. It was in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, it 
was like a couple's like little cruise thing that put us on this little like gondola boat and we just traveled through like the waterways of this fort lauderdale bay so it's like a bunch of like water streets with just enormous houses on them like mm. i'm talking about like tom cruise has a house there we saw um scotty pippen's wife has a house there mm -hmm. ceo of taco bell founder and creator of tinder um what else was there a saudi prince had a house there there was a one time where the woman went see that house over there and we're like yeah and it was like oh it's like a really nice family like i've met them a couple times um for their daughter's 60th birthday, they bought her a 45 foot yacht for the 16th birthday. And we were like, holy shit. And they go, you think that's crazy? They go, see that house over there? And it was across the way. And then we're like, yeah. And they're like, um, that uh, woman was given her house at 23 when she got engaged. And then we're like, wow, that's a huge house. And we're like, so what about it? And she's just like, oh, well, the house with the 16 year old, when she grew up to 23 and got engaged, they bought her that house. <laughs> they live right across. Yeah, we saw it. the founder of Taco Bell's house is badass. Uh, one of the owners of the Dolphins back in like the 80s, his house was there. Beautiful. It looked like a fucking cartoon. It's a house that had this big turret on it. They're like, is that like big turret? The thing that sticks out the top? Does it look familiar? And Sarah goes like, yeah, it kind of looks like, like Hogwarts. And she goes, yeah, that guy is so rich. He hired the set director of harry potter series to make that for his house that's so sick that's something i would do yeah that is like a, a absolute duncan move yeah there's it was bananas there was like all this crazy shit um yeah and then uh got a layover in houston on my way home and then had to have a bunch of covid tests done um negative yay negative for 19 positive for hiv yeah i think that's good we are a very positive podcast very very positive very positive um i drove to denver <clears throat> um we left on we packed up the car it was like kind of snowing tuesday night and then we left wednesday morning and drove into a legitimate like blizzard mm. it was the most snow that arkansas has gotten since 1918 yeah you you truly like i don't i mean could did you get like i'm trying to think did you get i know you're not going to get weathery advisories like where you were maybe but like was there something on the news to be like hey get ready you're the middle of the entire united states is going to be hit with a polar vortex or something did you see any of that i mean we had a vague knowledge of it but we didn't think, think it, it was, was going to be the i don't think it was being advertised as being as bad as it was but I it was a genuine New England storm. Yeah. Like I I'm talking up. like 500 yeah. yards in any direction. I was like, okay. visibility was like donezo. I woke up that morning after my flight. I woke up Saturday morning in Florida and the map was California's okay. Where we, we are is okay. Florida's okay. And then it was this like three fingers worth of just blue down the yeah. middle. Of, yeah, yeah. Just like, getting fingers, absolutely yeah, butt fucked. It was true. Like, and where you were was the deepest, darkest blue. It was purple. So we drove through Memphis and like, it wasn't that bad. I was like, oh, it's just like spitting some snow. Like, it's fine. And we get to, so in Memphis, you cross over a bridge into Arkansas, which is the Mississippi River. And it's like a super long bridge. And at this point, it's snowing aggressively. And I like can't really see a whole lot and then all the all the while you're driving a u-haul like a 20 foot u-haul you're not driving yeah, yeah. a car 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is an absolute tank of a vehicle that I've never driven before. I would I would say a death trap because it's fucking top heavy and like yeah, the tail could come out and you could just fucking die. Yeah. And um I all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I really can't see. And I realize that the snow is gumming up my windshield wipers. <clears throat> so, so it's I, wet snow. Oh, it's real wet snow. So I pull off at the next exit after the bridge and I get off the exit and I look around and I go, uh, fuck, there is nothing within miles. It yeah. is not plowed. There's like six inches of snow on the ground and I can't get back onto the same highway I was just on. You might as well have been in Antarctica at that point. 100 dude. Yeah. I could see there was a vague outline of a road that just went as far as I could see, there was precisely one building, and that was that was it. And it was abandoned. It was a, it, was, it was actually yes. it was, no, it was, was. Corn, it was like a corn silo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I I like cleared my shit off, and then I had to back up back into the on-ramp and turn around and then get back on the highway going the other way back to Memphis, get over the bridge, turn around in Memphis. And then get back on the highway. And at this point, the only solution that I have to my windshield wiper problem is I have to reach out my window and grab the windshield wiper and knock off the snow as it's going. Jesus Christ. So I'm going like 40 miles an hour in a blizzard just trying to just be able to see. Get an Ace Ventura, that shit where you're driving your heads out the window and you're... yeah. Literally, that was me. Um, and so we go for a while. It's like not too bad going. The only good thing was that like the U-Haul was an absolute tank. Like yeah. there wasn't much that it was fucking with. And so we get a little bit further and my buddy like calls me and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, I've been like kind of behind a plow, but not really like mm. it's not too bad once you get into Arkansas. As soon as you get into Arkansas, it's just fields. It's yeah. the middle of nowhere. So the snow is like coming in at an angle. It's mm. windy as fuck. And uh, we ended up like pulling over finally at like a stop and we hung out for a minute and I was because I had figured out that there were uh, there was plows in between me and him. Yeah, so I was like, let's let the plows get out a little bit ahead. So then we hop back on the highway um, behind the plows and then all of a sudden the plows start slowing down and in front of us all we can see for as far as the eye can see was just stopped traffic <clears throat> yeah i and remember I you like, snap, yeah. <clears throat> and so we get off there's an exit right there we get off we have some wendy's we hang out for a little bit and so our options at that point are get back on the highway which we don't know if it's clear or not hmm. there's an alternate route that is like essentially the equivalent of 133 through back roads arkansas oh yeah wow or there's a seedy uh, like hotel right there. And so those are our three options. Yeah. So we go to get back on the highway. We're like, let's give it a try. It's still stopped. So I <laughs> then back the U-Haul back down the on-ramp back to where we were <laughs> blind in the snow. Yes. And then, so we try the back road and the back road is, like I said, it's like 133 and yeah. it's covered in snow, ice. It's on either side of the, the road. It's five feet and then a 15 foot drop. And like 
we're it's like nature reserve. We're driving through a nature reserve. I was just gonna say, are you fucking in like the Rocky Mountains or something? <laughs> like you're you're and then we and then we decided to take a little left turn. We started going up Mount Washington. We got the st- and then we we're good to go. You just muted yourself. Um, and then uh, so we we figure that out, and we're like, finally we we get the back road. We get up to the next exit. And my buddy's like, I'm going to go and check it out, see if we can get back on the highway. We'll find out. Um, and we get up there and he's like, oh, yeah, like we can. The, the traffic's moving, but uh, there's an 18 wheeler stuck on the on ramp. He was like, there's somebody's trying to pull him out, but Fucking it's not amateurs. going well. And so I'm like, all right, like if you can get on, get on and I'll come behind you. And we get definitely on, come behind you. And uh this is the only really sketchy moment of like the whole trip. I mean, mm, driving wise, yeah. I go and I take the left onto the on-ramp and it's just a sheet of ice. And I all of a sudden have no control over the U-Haul and I'm headed directly toward two 18 wheelers. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. And I was, I shit myself. Like I was like, you know, when your legs get tingly from adrenaline, that yeah. was like exactly what happened. But I ended up making it out of there and we get on the highway and my buddy's like, oh, fuck, we have an issue. And I'm like, "Uh oh, and he's like, uh, I'm stopped up here. Like, it's about a mile, two miles and then dead stop. Yeah. And we were stopped there from about 8 p.m. until 8 a.m. the next morning. So you're stuck. Just it's it's deadlock. It's not even moving. It's just deadlock. Deadlock. And I couldn't be more in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It was miles either way to any sort of civilization. So, so you truly like, did you put the truck in park basically? I put, and I only had a half tank of gas. So I put the truck in park and, and left it, it off. Did you like time. take a nap? I slept for about four hours total that in the night. truck, in the truck. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I put on all of the socks I had packed. <laughs> uh, it was about, uh, my buddy and I were about a mile from each other and we walked and met each other in the middle and he gave and me a blanket. Like, just stabbed up and we're like, <laughs> all right, flick cool. nice to see you. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So the next morning we got, uh, we started moving again around eight and then, I, uh, I truly like, can't imagine. I can imagine like stopped, get out of the truck, but you slept in a truck on the side of the road. And there's other people probably just sleep. It's like a big, big, uh, big sleepover, but you're all, just it was like cars a big campground. <laughs> yeah. It was the weirdest thing ever. It was so strange. weird. And then, um, yeah. So then we started get, like got going again. Um, it, it snowed more overnight. Like it's, it had stopped for a little bit right around the time we had stopped. Um, it had turned out that what had happened was it was originally a seven semi truck pile up. Like I've seen those, the, you've seen that clip where it's like a, it's a guy in an 18 wheeler and he's pointing his phone at just blank whiteness. And there's another 18 wheeler and his car is already piled up and one car just shoots over all of them. <laughs> That's yeah. probably what I assumed would happen. Yes. Jesus and Christ. So, it started that, and then I guess it was just like accident after accident after accident, and they just shut down the whole fucking thing. From where we were, 
we were like an hour outside Little Rock all the way until Little Rock was shut down. Did you? So now I'm thinking, did you see people like just hop over the median and like get picked up by someone going the other direction? It was closed the other way, too. What? So you truly were were stuck. Imagine if someone died. Yeah. No, I'm surprised nobody died. Like, like I need my medicine to get when I I need to go home and get my medicine. And if they didn't, they just died in their car. Holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy. So then we ended up, uh, we we went again, and then we had to stop for a minute. I traffic just stopped for a minute, and then, well, traffic stopped because um, people were asleep in their car, mm. and so they had to like there was a state trooper that was going around like waking everyone up. Yeah, and uh, then we stopped and pulled over, and we got a hotel, and we just died. For like yeah. five hours. Yeah. I had a McGriddle yeah. and a McDonald's coffee and then I slept. Yeah. And yeah. then uh yeah, and then we drove uh that night. <clears throat> we got back up at like three in the morning, drove to uh Wichita, Kansas, ate some of the best barbecue I've had in a while. Yeah. Um, and then uh continued on to Denver that night. Um nice. It was a very interesting trip overall. Um, the Kansas, Colorado area between Wichita and Denver is just nothingness. It's really? just middle of nowhere. Like you FaceTime me, it was just windmills as far as you could see. Yeah. And then it was like for a while, it was like 70 mile an hour winds that I was just like fighting in the U-Haul. And then uh there we, we stopped at a gas station and uh this guy was like trying to remember exactly what he said but um oh he was like hey how's it going i like went to grab a drink and i was like ah you know can't complain and he was like oh, you're cl- you're classic can't complain yeah i was like uh <clears throat> and he was like oh i was gonna make a a joke but i'm i'm not gonna and I was like, well, <laughs> just make the joke. And he was like, you know, who else couldn't complain. And I was like, no. And he was like, the Jews. And I was like, oh, um. thank you for this blatantly racist comment. Yeah, I think I'm going to leave now. <laughs> it was just, like, imagine just like having the gall to say that to a random person. Yeah. It's not even a good joke. I don't get it. Yeah, it's, I don't the understand Jews, it. The Jews could totally complain about <laughs> everything. In fact, they have so much right to complain about anything they want for a long time. They they are stereotypical for complaining a lot. <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure that's yeah one of the things. Like that's like a that's a Seinfeld thing. He complains about everything. <laughs> and he's like he blames it on like that's his like heritage. So how how was Denver at least? Uh, it was cool. I was only there for like 12 hours. It snowed while I was there. It's a city that I would love to move to someday yeah. just because like, dude, wh- I mean, like one of the coolest things was like coming out of the Kansas plains into Colorado. And then at, like, it's like mile marker, like 370 in Colorado. You mm-hmm. all of a sudden see the Rockies over the horizon. And it's, it's so it's fucking it's cool. It's nice. Did yeah. you see, did you see like sun peeking out or like set, setting or rising over like the mountains or anything? So is that's like, picturesque we didn't, see, we didn't see a whole bunch of that but like the mikey's apartment complex was like it was it was nice and you nice, could like yeah. see the mountains and there was like a nice little and then like there was a pool area that you could it was like snowing and there were people in the pool and i was That's, like yeah 
It's always nice. But uh, you could see there's a dispensary like within sight of the apartment complex and like just all that kind of shit. That's um, what like it's I picture. So hipstery though. Yeah, I picture it like, <clears throat> like uh, uh, I picture it like uh, like uh, Denver. I don't know. I have no. I yeah. didn't know where that was going. But like, yeah, it's just like, oh, here's your dispensary. Here's your ski shop, and uh, here's yeah, your, here's where you can buy some uh, socks. And then also, I went through the Denver airport. You ever get lost? You get lost? You're finding yourself in the basement. I said, uh, the secret lies with Charlotte and uh, somebody <laughs> just brought me right down, right down go. in the bowels. Yeah, so, no, it was, I mean, like <clears throat> I hadn't been there in a while, but it's like the, that horse is fucking, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And there's also the other thing people don't talk about is there's only like you get off the main highway to get out to the airport and it's a highway that is only for the airport. Yeah. It's like one way in and one way out, and it's like miles long. Yeah, that's and you're also, just driving. Yeah, it's that's, like that's a BWI to Baltimore. You hop on. I can't remember for the life of me what it is. It's it's some it, it like you know interstate highway. It goes from Pennsylvania all the way down. I could go from York, PA, on the same highway all the way to Baltimore, and just stay on the same highway. And that highway ends at BWI, and you flip right back around and go right back up. That's so yeah. Yeah, but there's it goes you hit. I'm talking like there are no exits. Like it's just oh there is exit like solely to get into Denver International. Oh and my buddy. So I was like, it's like if anything were to actually happen at Denver International, there's no way in and no way out. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. The only the bad thing that like I could like I had to have to go to the bunker. My yeah, my friend had his own exit and it was like you would get off before you hit the airport but i'm like what if you want to go to virginia he goes you just got to get on another highway it's like okay Good luck <laughs> yeah it almost didn't seem advertised because i drove myself down there one time i drove myself to leave my friend's car because i was going out to boston he was coming back to york yeah from new york and yeah i took took his car and i just left it there and he just dro- drove it right back but i'm like driving and i'm like there's no like this highway only goes to bwi there was none no. of that no, no, they don't warn you about or that. Or like this highway ends at the airport. If you're looking <laughs> to go to Virginia, you got to get on the other one. Yeah, figure it out, bud. Yeah. No, it well, was it was a strange experience. I know. Well, when you were like, I'm going to go, I, I don't ever see myself in a car that long. Like yeah. I've, I've, I've done all of my super long trips. Like I've, I've hmm. done the mass to Pennsylvania plenty of times. I'm eight hours in a car never again i'm not, i can't go more than eight hours in a car yeah i mean i think you know, it you helps. Stopped, you know you stopped but it, it it definitely also helps that i'm like kind of used to it from delivering um but it was there were some like super cool mo- mo- like we were driving through the ozarks in arkansas like right as the sun was coming up behind us and it was just absolutely gorgeous yeah and so there were like those little moments where you're just like this is cool yeah that's nice um well, welcome to the Tronstone Podcast. What's up, you fuckos? <laughs> I don't think we said that. We're back. Uh, I've been on a hiatus. I messed up, forgot my whole little, like, I know I was on the, the Becca uh, episode, but uh, the episode that we recorded right after Becca, like, or right after Bryn, I forgot. Whatever you had to put it in. Whatever it was. Yeah. I just, like, didn't give you the whatever. Give you the. Uh, we just made bracket. it. Yeah. <clears throat> 
I just didn't give you the bracket or whatever. But um, we're back. Uh, stronger, better than ever. Uh, like I said, tested negative for the cocoa. And uh, I did, however, I have like a little fucking thing on my lip, and I think I got herpes in Denver. Mm-hmm. Kiss, kissing any poles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking, taking the gum off the uh, the bottom of the uh, the desks over there. Some trashy, some trashy hippies up there. Yeah. You got any? You got any marijuana? And you like, you can just go buy some over there. Like, yeah, there's the store right there, bro. Come on, you're outside of it. Um, <laughs> there are some tiny little uh, like music things that we can touch on. Yeah. Um, relatively tiny but there's no i didn't see any many drops that came out right before we hopped on i didn't see anything that's dropping on friday um nothing really dropped last friday that was of interest for me a couple things um i think maybe our biggest um music news um r.i.p daft punk they're not dead but they have broken up and it's very much like uh from their time when they started what they started in 93 i think is what they put on their little thing but they put an end date to it it's 93 to 2021 is like they're they're done i think putting the end year on that is like a true like yeah we're done like yeah. the uh what do you call it? the, the uh, fucking like stones broke up back in like the 80s then they fucking dropped an album in the 90s like you can say like we're, we're broken up but there's always a chance if you don't put an end, a cap on it i think daft punk has put a cap on it and i think that's the last we're ever going to see of daft punk together yeah i think together but i think separately we'll we'll still hear i think but uh, i never but i think it'll be more on like production stuff exactly i was gonna say i don't think we're ever gonna see like featuring like whatever the guy's names are like I, one of the guys has a super french name it's like le gemo or like jean or whatever Something like very Parlez-vous Francais. Yeah, it's something very Menage Frenchy. Something very Frenchy. Um, but like I, I don't, I wouldn't recognize the name. But I don't think we're ever going to see them like featuring like the. They'll be production. I'm sure like they have like a collection of people that they're like really close to working with. Like they worked with um, the weekend. Pharrell they, worked, a lot. they worked with Pharrell a lot. I feel like we're, we're, uh, Pharrell could easily be like the one of them. Just be like, hey, like, want to work with me on this? Like, you know, fucking, I don't know. Fucking Schoolboy Q is like asking Pharrell, like, hey, do you mind like working with me? And he goes, I'm going to bring in the guy from Daft Punk just to like put a little flair on it. Here's a conspiracy theory. What if one of them goes off and makes a new group called Kraft Punk? I am Kraft Punk. <laughs> so, it's like uh, one of them and Pharrell, and they're just like, yeah, we're going to be Kraft Punk now. We're going to be Kraft Punk. And they just, they only make mac and cheese jingles. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think, is there a Kraft? There's like, there was definitely like a Kraft macaroni and cheese jingle um, for like a couple of years ago. There but, had um, to have been at some point, but yeah. they need to, I mean, that's, you think about branding, Kraft needs to get on that and hire them. But I think Daft Punk was too much artsy. Like, I don't think they're, I mean, now that they're broken off. Yeah, one of them might sell out. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they'll sell out, but now they may. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I want that, I want that advertising money bag. Daft Punk was my first venture. I've been listening to Daft Punk for a while, like a while. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. They're like my first venture into something outside of like rock. Like I truly, I, I think it was like, oh, I only like rock and roll music. And I like Daft Punk too. Don't tell anyone. I like Daft Punk. <laughs> even, even though I'm like a hardcore, like oh, I'm all about like classic rock and guitar playing and this and that stuff. I'm like, I fucking like that. I like Daft Punk. Um, they're just very super influential. Like the techno scene. Like I just they've one been of my in it so long. First of all, um, I saw a super cool video the other day, yeah, last night on TikTok of it was how Daft Punk did one of their samples. One, one more time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was super. I've seen it. Cool. I, I've seen it everywhere, and that makes just that feeling that little video so it's I, I can't remember what the sample song is it's by like eddie jones it's called yeah. like it's something but it's uh that the classic like one more time beat they chop it up into three sections that have i think it's like snare kick on one section and then it's kick snare on another section and then it's just a single kick on the third section they split it up pitch it down and then just you know edit it and slice it all together to make their classic like one more time beat and it seems so simple and i'm like i i can do that and now i want to go and make put put some music together i want to go and even fucking garage band free loops and do something it just like they did things that seemed so simple and i think that's the not the the novelness not novelty but the novelness of that clip is like look how fucking simple it is yeah that they flipped this they truly flipped this random song to a mega hit yeah the one of the biggest songs of all time yeah it's three it's three sounds basically that they flipped to make this great my other uh one of my favorite daft punk memories is being at um michael's billiards And putting on Around the World on the jukebox and Hannah Greenland being so mad at me. Yeah. Because she was like, how fucking long is this song? Oh, it's and a I was long like, song. Oh, it's like seven, eight minutes. <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Um, I had That's a- still a hilarious thing to do anytime. If you are able to control the jukebox somehow, just toss on Around the World and watch people get so annoyed. That's the John Mulaney bit where he plays What's New Pussycat like 17 times yeah. in a row. Yeah. And the whole diner mm. loses their shit. Like, yeah. oh, what's new pussycat? Um, yeah, because it just, I mean, like, it murders the vibe for some people. Oh, yeah. When you put a, like, basically whenever I'm in the car with Sarah, I put on one of my, like, hardcore songs and she's just like, fuck you. We go from like Bronson or we go from like the weekend or we go from something good to fuck. Um, <laughs> shouts out to my, my driving buddy when I was um, a student teacher, uh, Timmy. Shouts out, Timmy. We would exclusively listen to random access memories every Friday. And we Ooh. would just pick a, we would pick like a new song to start with from the album Random Access Memories and we would just let it play. But we would always start with a different one every Friday. It'd be driving back from uh, the school we were at back to Amherst. And we were just like, be like, it would be, be great vibes going into the weekend. Yeah. I mean, like, is there anything? I mean, like, there's nothing that has more consistent vibes than Daft Punk. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I think like there's, and there's very generational. You can pinpoint one of their like hits 
and not necessarily be like, I remember when I was like, when I was here, because we were so young when they came out, but I can like put a time in just pop culture to when they're like songs yeah. are coming out. Like I can remember like the one more time was one of like their earlier ones, I believe. And it was like, that's like nineties techno when they're like kind of just coming up, but it became like the song that was finally on the radio. And you're like, Oh wow. One more time around the world was like a little bit later, um, harder, better, faster, stronger that was then sampled by Kanye that put yep. reinvigoration into Daft Punk. Yep. And we were like, holy shit, like this mm. is, it's it again. And then like the get lucky, the, happy, the, happy before that, the, um, the Tron soundtrack. Yes. The Tron movie. There's another little slice of history that they're in. They were just like always around. You're always like Daft Punk's going to be out there every once in a while. I put on the live, um, the live version or album that they have and listen to robot rock. You want to talk about a long song robot rock goes on for 15 minutes on the live version. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's what we need more of. Yeah. So, I mean, RIP Daft Punk, hopefully one of they continue to be in music because I do think they are geniuses for the, that one more time, the simplicity of it. It's just, they yeah. fucking took a song and flipped it and they made and it's also just like that the intangible of like being able to hear that and then go do it yeah like exactly that's so simple but it's like the creativity to think of doing it that way is such a niche way that your brain works that it's like i don't think that they will ever truly be done making music because their brains just operate that way and I don't know, I want in my brain, like the whole like, oh, I just saw a famous person. I truly want to believe that, yes, it's all by ear. Because, I mean, it could it could really be like they were messing around cutting up a song that they like. They're like, this is a good song. They're cutting it up and they're like, wait a minute. I mean, they fell into it. But I truly love to believe that they had the ear to be like right there. That second needs yeah. to be a, we need, we can sample. And then that second and then that like half a second right there. Yeah. We can just make a song out of that. I want to believe that that's exactly how they did it. Because it's, it's, it's awesome that they did. So, Kenny Beats, I, uh, or if you want a, a random thought I had, but I was playing Gunfight earlier, mm-hmm. just like warm up with some Call of Duty. It's been a minute, and uh, these two kids got so mad at me. So then at the end of the game, I was just like, hey, I, uh, I fucked your dad. And the guy goes, I thought you were a fucking queer. There you go. I was like, okay. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, new Call of Duty, the tomorrow i think is the update right yeah they, uh it, it's a, there was a pre-update to black ops today i'll have to do that when we're off um the kenny beats podcast kenny beats. yeah I, yeah again i didn't get too much into it i started listening to it and it was very much like uh here's the podcast here's what's going on kenny beats this is he's great blah blah, blah. i didn't i didn't get into like the, the nitty-gritty of everything to me i mean it wasn't overly I mean, it's not something that I can go back and like break down. Like I just highly encourage anyone who's into this kind of thing to go listen to it because mm-hmm. it is very worthwhile. But um, the, I mean, he was going through like almost like region by region and breaking down like different artists he's worked through like for and like how he goes about like building beats for them yeah. and like what he goes back and like picks through as like themes and beats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just super fascinating. And like throughout the show, he was playing like little clips of like stuff and like 
like examples of what he was talking about and like it was just super fucking cool and then he was also talking about like he was talking about how like sometimes so like sometimes for the producer it's so much about breaking the pressure of like that is in the studio because it's like when you're like trying to make a, a hit or like something like that there is this like innate pressure and so he's like sometimes just me like knowing stuff about the culture and like playing something that's like kind of silly or like stupid mm -hmm. breaks that pressure and then all of a sudden the creative juices are flowing again yeah because it's kind of like in he's first off like what you're sounding where he's going through like a master class on the podcast of yeah. just like it's like i love my john mayer instagram lives where he's like he goes and then you want to hit like a, a minor 13th and he he does not only does he hit it exactly on the guitar but he sings it to it. it's just a master class of like watching tr a true genius at work um and like re recollecting all the stuff but with the 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 pressure it's like he's been hired or he's in the studio to make the hit and he's got other people he's got the performer and the technicians and everyone looking at him to be like it's on you dude like you need to, so yeah i there's there's definitely like this like weight upon him and it sounds like like him breaking it is how he became so successful he was able to like no matter where he was just be like hey we're fucking making music here like yeah let's and but doing it in such a way that it's because he's not he doesn't need to like be an icebreaker it's truly like pushing through like the almost nervousness probably with some other people in the studio to be like it's okay like we can do yeah. this here we Let got me, like, this yeah we exactly. just gotta we just gotta we gotta find the stream and we gotta tap it yeah exactly but one of the other cool things he was talking about was like like in order to create a beat that has that's like reminiscent of things so like the example he used was like I think it was like Vince Staples was like, I want a beat that feels like the Neptunes, but mm -hmm. isn't the Neptunes. Yeah. And so he went back and he's like done this for other stuff too, but finding like one little sound that is very like familiar like a calling card of a certain producer and yeah. then finding out where it came from and then adding that to your own repertoire because yeah. it's not technically their sound. So yeah. he was like, he was like, I have, hard drives upon hard drives of just sounds that i've found that i want to they're mine now yeah because oh, i love them. that i, I really so, now i gotta really listen to this yeah because his, his specific example was like there was like a it was like an a kind of thing it was like some kind of like um just sample that pharrell used but it was from this like random it was like a preloaded beat pack on some random like fucking uh like drum machine or something yeah from yeah like way back in the day and pharrell just happened to find it and then fell in love with it and used it a bunch and so kenny beats went back and found it and then used that as a way to because as soon as you hear it you're like this is a pharrell beat yeah but, so that was how he like used it to emote the like pharrell in his beat i think there's something very similar to that in that hip-hop evolution where they start talking about Timberland in like the late 90s early 2000s like he found like an early I don't even think it was called an 808 but it was an early drum machine that they were using yeah. back in the 80s and then 
found the, the same familiar beat that everyone knows that was coming out of, or the same familiar sound that was coming out of New York from that drum machine. And he just, all he did was just pitch it down. And it was like, now it's Timberland's thing is the yeah, pitch yeah. down random sound from a drum machine back in the eighties that he found. Yeah. Yeah. I love shit like that. I also love like the picking apart a sample and going back, like, where did that sample come from? I yep. love finding those TikToks or yes. even YouTube videos yes. where it's just like, oh wanna, my God, want to know where the sample comes from. And, and I'm like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> there's like all this hidden shit where Jay Dilla, I think was the, like the best at it. He was finding, or he was both finding like, uh, basically unreleased versions of like these classic R&B songs or yeah. he was literally using like Italian like uh, random, random fucking shit. shit like like Italian opera like tiny tiny like sounds just and samples something and he in. had found in a record store that yes, was exactly. like in the bottom of a crate yeah. and that was like kind of like that was such a Jay Dilla MF Doom is someone that comes to mind, and then LP is also yeah LP is really really good at it. Um, uh, yeah, just ran. I think it was no, it was Jay Dilla because I was thinking if it was someone else, but he's like they, uh, again, obviously it was in hip hop evolution. He's already he's already passed, but they were like Jay Dilla truly like said to me in the studio. Wait, goes, Jay I, Dilla died. Did he die? Is is Jay Dilla dead? I think right. Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla. Ooh. Yeah, Dunk. 2006. Did we already do that bit? Yeah, we did. I think we did. <laughs> I was like, did we do this bit? But I wanted to go with it. I didn't want to stop it. Um, uh, but yeah, he was like, oh, I was in the studio with Jay Dilla. And I was like, fuck, dude. Like, where'd you find this? He goes, it's my, me- he, he, it's his, like, he finds enjoyment out of like literally putting in the most random shit ever into, into a song. He's like, I don't care if you like it or not. I'm going to put this random ass shit in there just to prove how deep of a record collection I have. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I really got to listen to that shit. Cause I, I love finding those type of like, just the, this, the, the, the story behind the sample, like I, I like watching the rock where it's like, oh, where'd you get the inspiration to write that the song Oasis? And they're like, oh, I like that. But it when it's like there are some some songs are as simple as just having a one tiny sample in it. But it's yeah. from fucking a, a song Tito Puente played on the drums yeah. when he was 15 back in Cuba or something. And they're like, I have that beat. I have that yeah. sample. And I found that. Oh. I found that shit. Yeah. yeah. Or like the other thing I found really fascinating was like he was breaking down what he thinks like common themes are among different regions, hip hop. Mm-hmm. And so like he was comparing like Detroit hip hop to like Bay Area hip hop and how he finds them like very similar. And then he was like kind of just like breaking down the similarities and the differences. So how you can get from like point A to point B mm-hmm. and like by different things and it was just i mean i was Again, sitting in denver airport in the tsa line just like full-on chugged yeah. up because he's, i was like this is so fascinating it takes it takes a genius to like understand so like this is a like a, a, a theme or a motif or something that is found within the certain culture but then to compare it and start comparing and contrasting to another thing is like a whole nother fucking skill that not many people have 
he has yeah. the ear to go literally probably find like a tiny little thing and go oh shit like they're doing yeah. that over there too yeah and not many people are probably seeing the the connection between the two because you're thinking bay area the the your life if you're rapping out there is sunshine and it's hot palm trees you know all this stuff and in detroit it's fucking you you got your timberlands on and your parker and you're just trying to like not get shot walking down eight mile yeah it's not all sunshine and everything but he and found he was, similarities between them. that was another thing was he was talking about how he he goes back to like the two big things are like what drugs does a city go to like what is like what are their, the drugs that they're known for his example was like when crunk music came up in the bay area and like the hyphy movement mm-hmm. he was like that was all that they were just doing a ton of molly at the time he <laughs> was yeah. like so that's where that came from and he was like and then the music reflected it and yeah. he was like and then the second one is like what kind of crime is the city known for wow. and he was like those two things can tell you a whole lot and he's then also, now he now has a sociology degree that's yeah, fucking 100% incredible. he does. That's fucking incredible. <laughs> to, to, oh my God, he should teach a fucking a college course on that shit. Legitimately. I like would, a, yeah, I would go out of my way. That's a, that, that's a, that's a history of hip hop by geography type of like shit. You, you should through get a sociology. Yeah. Through social, you should get both a geography and a sociology credit for taking the history yeah. of hip hop. <laughs> I love that, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. I that's gotta, why I, I was like so this. excited. When I, I got to listen to this now. Yeah. All the way through at least. Damn. Um, that's, that's so go. I think I saw on the details. This is, that's one of two parts. I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least one of two appearances. I don't know if it's yeah. parts, but yeah. Is, is Ruben, Rick Ruben announcing it? I believe like he's the co-host. co-host I think. I, I don't know. I mean, it was, was kind of confusing. I love Rick It Ruben sounded too. like that. Yeah. Rick Rubin is awesome. There's always, I always pick, have Rick Rubin in my head. It was an interview when he was with someone. He was out in, the interview was at one of his houses in Joshua Tree, like Utah or whatever, or Nevada or wherever Joshua Tree is. And he's sitting cross-legged, just a white t-shirt and black shorts. And behind him is just a desert. And he's in like his very like modern art deco house. And he's just yeah. like sitting there talking about Kurt Cobain, like, and so and he's got his big fucking beard and everything. He's just wearing a white t-shirt and black shorts, and he's just like zenned out in a desert, being like, "Yeah, Kurt was pretty cool." <laughs> he's a legend. Um, Jid dropped a song. Saw that. Seems like seems like we got a project on the way from that guy. I'm excited. If I had about, to guess. I'm excited about Jid. Um, he's, yeah. He also was dropping some other singles two weeks ago, maybe, um, that were really, really good. Yeah, I mean, he had the Benny the Butcher one, yeah. and then he had uh, Clutter. Yeah, Clutter and was really good. And then the most recent one was Skeegy. Skeegy. Anyone featured uh, sorry, on that one? Not Benny the Butcher, it was Conway the Machine. Yeah. So we have Clutter, Conway the Machine one is called... Uh, he has a, one with Denzel Curry called Bruh. That was that was decent. Ballads with Conway the Machine. Um let me see. Um, nutshell. This was again. We're kind of going back. Nutshell. It's Fife Dog, Busta Rhymes, and Redman. It's yep. kind of, it's nothing amazing, but it's just nice to have Fife and, yeah. and Busta Rhymes and Redman 100%. together. Um, the other one I found was a deep cut of uh, a Freddie Gibbs song. Yeah, from the, the colleagues, which yeah. I guess is like I guess Freddie Gibbs because I was watching an interview with uh, Gibbs, 
And I guess he's like buddies with the guy and it's just like a production outfit. And he was like, I just record verses for them. And then whenever the songs come out, they come out. I don't come out. I have no idea. He was like, I just, he doesn't even sit on them. He's just like, I don't know. Yeah. He's just like, here's the verse, dude. I don't know. You do with it. It's like the, it's like the weather. Like I'll buy an umbrella whenever it's going to rain out. Yeah. I don't know. Um, one, a brand new guy that I saw that then coincidentally Duncan saw on TikTok as soon as I sent it to him, I think are his phones listening to him. Um, a guy by the name of Z loopers, Z E L O O P E R Z. Um, I, my story was, I was watching a, one of my, uh, uh, players on the lacrosse team, my coach, he had a highlight tape to be sent off to college. And this was one of the songs that was in the highlight tape. No idea what the song was called. It was, funky um very like sample heavy um he's not trap rapping or anything he's just kind of like eloquently like talking his la- his, his his verses it was really good um easter sunday by z Lupus also has a uh, a feature an earl sweatshirt the music video is funny it's just looks like it's shot on an iphone it's the two guys z loopers and earl sweatshirt just road tripping and <laughs> Earl's verse in the video, he's just in a ditch on the side of the road, smiling so intently. He's not rapping. He's not moving his mouth. He's just smiling, staring into the camera, making the hand gestures as if he's like, you know, rapping through his verses. Um, that was the Easter Sunday uh, was came from a, the, an album from 2019, Dynamite. Um, and uh, he got a new album that was out this year, I believe. I believe it came out in January, at least December 2020. Um, and there's a good song up there called Arugula Z Loopers. I'm gonna have to check that shit out. Mm, he's it's good. I've been listening to that new album's good. New album's pretty good. Dynamite, I think, is a better album though. It's D Y N apostrophe O M I T E, like dynamite. Okay, yeah, like dolomite. Dolomite, there you go. Give Z Loopers a listen. <clears throat> yeah, do it. Um, do we have any other new music? I don't, there hasn't been much. It's been pretty quiet. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I didn't check my, I checked my website that I usually go to last Friday, but I haven't had rumors of a, I think a young thug drop. Thug, Yeah. He's been teasing that shit. Yeah, no, I got really nothing. Um, I, uh, been really into Oasis, obviously. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about that. Never mind. All I do is fucking talk about Oasis. Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, nothing you wanna, really. You want to cover some bracket stuff real quick? Yeah. So this is, we're a little bit, I don't know about behind on bracket, but we're certainly not ahead on brackets. Rebecca it's Black be has weird. A, Rebecca Black has a Friday remix with 303. I did see that. Big Frida. There's not Oh, Big Frida's a legend, dude. She doesn't Big even... Frida, <clears throat> Big Frida is someone that I constantly hear coming up in, in conversations with producers. Big Frida is like a legend. Do you remember what Rebecca Black looked like when Friday first came out? Vaguely. She had like, did she get like, ho- hotter or uglier? Oh, she just got modern. She just got blue hair. Yeah, she looks like she's trying to be Dua Lipa. And like fake lips. Yeah, exactly. She's trying to look like Dua Lipa. That's exa- that hit the nail on the head. <laughs> You're really good at that. Thank the- you. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Bracket so, time. So, bracket time. So, um, last week, 
the public voted on the Midwest. This week, they'll be voting on the West Coast. But they won't hear this until after they vote for the West Coast. Yeah. So, so. do I mean, do we even want to? I mean, I don't think we really have to do a, a whole big. No, do you want to just doodle anymore? Do you want to just like walk it down? I know we don't even have to just like just read them off this person. Versus yeah, this so person. I'm going I'm to go through the results of the Midwest. Yeah, real quick. And then uh, then we can do a quick we can just chat about some of the, the matchups of the South or of the West Coast. And then we can preview uh, the second round of yeah. East Coast like it. How what uh, what uh what are we looking at for time right now? Um, I don't say on my screen. Yeah, Zoom doesn't give me the time. What? Zoom has better audio quality, I've noticed, but they're not as good. Yeah, I uh, I mean, we kind of hit record after four thirty, I believe. Wow. Who knows? I did have to take take a break to fix my stairs. Yes. So. That was very important. Where, 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 where? Archive, archive. There we are. Da, ding, 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 ding. Okay, so Kid Cudi versus Freddie Gibbs. I'm very angry about this. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think we have talked talked about this before when we were looking at this. We like Freddie Gibbs. Not everyone else is on the Freddie Gibbs boat. Freddie Gibbs is a far better rapper oh, as yes, well. Exactly. Kid Cudi just has the name recognition. So no. 76-24 was the final on this. Which, mm-hmm. Shout out Chris Chiklakis messaged me. It was like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. I was like, I agree. Drake uh, handily beat Wiz Khalifa. I'm surprised Khalifa even got 19%, but 81-19 was the... Wow. Dude, I, I just absolute blowouts in the Midwest. Really? In the Midwest. Big Sean, 82 to 18 against Royce to 5-9. Aw. But I get it. Yeah. Uh, Lupe Fiasco narrowly beat out Danny Brown, 59-41. Ooh, I would have liked to see Danny Brown go through. We should have prefaced, is this Danny Brown before or after you guys teeth fixed? Good question. I thought he still had the chip tooth. Did he get no, that No, he got, got it fixed. Well, because he always said that he was never going to get it fixed because it was better for then he's fucking, Then he got sold out. He got uh, it fixed, like, in 2020. Go, I mean, good for him, though. It was probably each a pain their, in the ass. To each their own. Eating corn must have been a, a quite a time. Yeah. That thing. <laughs> That's where my mind went, too. <laughs> uh, Kanye West, 84 to 16 against Juicy J. Lord and Savior. Yep. Do you think he's, he's going to... ladies. Do you think he's going to win it all? I hope. Mac Miller kind of blew out chance 70-30. That, I mean, that was that was a tough one to really vote on. Like, that was a tough one probably for the fans to vote on. Uh, do you know the answers already, or do you want to guess what Eminem beat 3-6 Mafia by? I want to say, like, 90s to 10s or something. 98 to 2. Oh, who is that one? It has to be one person that voted for... Three six mafia. Luke, Luke O'Connell, probably. If Luke follows the account, shout out Luke. It's definitely Luke who voted for three six mafia. Definitely Luke O'Connell. 
It's definitely the Duke that voted for three six mafia. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chief Keef over Tech Nine fifty five forty five. Yeah, I think that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, but name recognition. Yeah, name recognition. But, I listened to a lot of Tech Nine in the, the lacrosse locker room when I was like seventh grade. Big pump up songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a buddy who who messages me almost once every bracket and is like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And he was like, "Who the fuck is voting for Chief Keef over Tech Nine? And I was like, "You're telling me, bud. You're preaching to the choir." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was that matchup, and then we got coming up Anderson Pock against Kendrick Lamar. I think that might be close. Oh, this is the West. Now we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cypress Hill against Odd Future. I think that's going to be a blowout. Yeah, but I like Cypress Hill too much. Tyler against Schoolboy Q. That's going to be a division. That's going to be like, do you like pop music or do you like rap? That's yeah, that's no, that's like, that's like cats against dogs. Yeah. Um, Tupac against E-40. Uh, I'm interested to see how many people know who E-40 is. Yeah. People will be like, I, honestly, this will sway a lot of people. I would put that up and then, you know, how you can, on Instagram, you can put like music with it too. Put yeah. yup. No. Nope. Put yup. Put yup with it. Nope. Don't put nope. put a Tupac song. Put yup with it, and they'll be able to nope. be like, "Oh shit, that's E40." Uh, Snoop Dogg and Vince Staples. It's gotta be Snoop. It has to be, but I think I actually think Vince might be a better rapper. I think there's an argument to be made. Better technical rapper, but yeah, yeah. J-Rock against Dr. Dre. I don't think anyone knows who J-Rock is except for like five of us. Yeah. <clears throat> Shout out you five. Yeah. Um, the game against Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. Ooh, the game. That's a, that is truly people are going to be like, who has the better name? Yeah. I think the game will win it. But folks, I know you're not listening. Like currently you've already voted on it, but. Del the Funky Homo Sapien is with the Gorillas. He's been with them for some tracks, so just keep that in mind. And then Absol against Childish Gambino, I think is it's going to be a blowout just because Gambino is so recognizable. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting. And then we got uh, we got to decide how we're going to do um, the next couple of brackets. But in the East, we have Bronson against Joey Badass, Wu Tang against Biggie. J. Cole against 50 Cent and the Beastie Boys against ASAP Rocky. Wow. That East is stacked right now. I know, dude. They're all so stacked. There's so many good rappers, bro. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but there's like a lot of good good music rappers. I love music so much. It's so much fun, dude. Music is cool. You know what? There's nothing better than the feeling of when you find someone who's just as enthusiastic about the same people as you, and you guys are just like... Did we just become best friends? Exactly, yeah. That's the uh, best, dude. Or like when me, shout out Rick, whenever me and Rick are playing, we'll be like, he'll be like, oh yeah, like uh, I was recently just like listening to this band. I'll go, me too, like, let's learn their song. <laughs> it's just the best. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. Anything else? I don't think I have a whole bunch else now. Yeah, I'm sure well, there are, we could talk about things, but. Yeah, but who wants to listen to that? Um, no, nobody. I think there's actually a surprising amount of people that do want to listen to that. Um, 
the Becca episode was fantastic. Everyone, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Um, yeah. We're looking to have Bryn on again. We're looking to have some other fun, fun guests on soon. Mm. Um, little teaser. Always Tease. teasing. Always teasing. Little cheesy boo. Um. Yep. Hey. Well, this has been uh, Duncan and Jackson for the Stone Podcast. Um, follow our Instagram account at Stone Podcast on Instagram. Just Google it. Ask. Go on. Ask, go on. Ask Jeeves. You'll find us. We have a. We deal were talking with about. Jeeves, do you we remember there. like the first times you ever like uh, tried to find some sort of porn or naked ladies on the internet? Yep. Do you want to know? I remember where... just typing into Ask Jeeves boobs and just that was that was the whole thing. If I remember correctly, I went on YouTube and typed in girls kissing. <laughs> and, and then also... immediately then immediately shut it off, <laughs> turned off all the apps and threw my phone in like a drawer. I remember I also didn't know how to clear the search history on Ask Jeeves. Oh, I was on like, a, so like I had, an iPod. I had to just keep searching things until it left the recent searches. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just keep going through. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was on a, I was on like an iPod touch that I cooked up to my Wi-Fi. Oh, God. No, I was on my home PC. And then I, <laughs> and then I later on in life. Uh, accidentally got a virus on that, and it was, a, it was a fuck show. It was a real gong show. <laughs> I, love I was it. like, um, I think I did something to the computer. Hey, uh, <laughs> I went on. I was just on ESPN.com. I was just looking up the scores. That's all I, was I looking did. Up my fantasy team. <laughs> That's all I did. That I swear. Um. Well, again, Tronestone Podcast. Thanks for listening. More to come, as always. Um, go vote on the um, the Instagram polls when they're up. Uh, and uh, feel free Jackson. to leave us voicemails if you want to yell yep. at us. We will play them on the show. Leave a voicemail. That's for you, upset. Richard. You fuck. Mm. Dink and Flicka. This has been Jackson. Keep it sleazy, and I'm out. Peace out, you fuckos. Woo! Woo! I will shoot up, baby duck if it quacks with a ruger Top billing, come cops and villainous shots This block shipped out and bought and y'all feeling it LP killing it, killer Mike killing shit What more can I say, we top billing it Valiant without villainy, viciously found victory Burnt towns and villages, burning, looting and pillaging Murderers try to hurt us, we curse them and all their children I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away I don't work for free, I am barely giving a fuck away So tell begging Johnny and mommy to get the fuck away hey, yo, here's a gun, son, now run, get it the gut away Live to shoot another day